As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to the Andy Staples Show. We're going to talk some hoops today. I realize this has always been a football show, but... There are going to be days where there's stuff going on in other sports that we want to talk about. And at The Athletic, we have the best college basketball coverage in America. So when there's stuff going on, I want to talk about that, too, with the guys that are writing the stories. And the guy we got today is Kyle Tucker, covers Kentucky, covers whatever he needs to cover, but has an amazing story on Oscar Schwebe. Well, Kyle, this is probably like your fourth amazing story on Oscar Schwebe this season because <laughs> he continues to be endlessly interesting. But you had a story that came out on Tuesday that Oscar, he can now do NIL deals, which is something that that was some, we weren't sure how that was going to work for players who are from other countries. And, and he's from Democratic Republic of the Congo, yep. I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, But he tweeted out over the weekend, I'm open for business. And now... The guy who transfers from West Virginia to Kentucky might be the best player in America this year. He's he's got deals rolling in. Yes, he does. Yeah, it's uh, it was pretty um, eyebrow raising to talk to his agent. You know, within forty five minutes of that tweet, he had thirty some emails. The next morning, he had one hundred and ninety two. And on the the twenty five minutes we were talking, uh, twenty I think twenty two more emails came in, all with these <laughs> you know nil inquiries and. I am not surprised because Oscar is this endlessly um, endearing character. He has rapidly become one of the most beloved players of the Calipari era at Kentucky. Uh, you know they they love him and uh, and you know he's maybe the national player of the year and he's doing it in a way that is unusual. He he's the best player in the country as a blue collar guy. Like he's made rebounding a cool thing. Uh, and so, you know, I think he just like connects with the ethos of Kentucky fans. He has come along at this perfect time where they were coming off their worst season in 90 some years um, and were, were desperate to be good again and be relevant again. And he's made them that he's, you know, it's a team thing. They're, they're a great team, but he's the face of that team. And he's got this, you know, million kilowatt smile 
this you know this this accent that's really sort of endearing as well, and and just this kind of gratefulness and graciousness about like I'm so happy to be here. You can tell he just radiates this like joy that he's at Kentucky. Um, he is he he I knew he would be this super marketable guy, and it was a, a travesty, honestly that we were 27 games into the season and he hadn't really cashed in on name, image, and likeness like all of his teammates. It's it's because the international student, like if you're on an F1 visa, you're not allowed to have a job, right? So that right. this had to be figured out with you know, with compliance, with his attorneys, with, with with his agent. They had to figure out how to, how to do this legally, right? Yeah, and Kentucky's got a couple interesting cases. They also have Shaden Sharp, who was the number one recruit in 2022 from Canada, who's sitting out right now, but he's at Kentucky and practicing. Um, you can't have a job in America. And so Oscar, the one thing he could do even before this was Cameo, because Cameo is not based in America. Uh, oh, I gotcha. It's a sort of a loophole. Shaden Sharp can do all these deals and has done all these deals in Canada. He can he can do ads and you know do all this stuff in Canada. And so he's able to cash in as well, but with Oscar, you know, to fully fully realize his value as a and, he, and he's still probably not going to fully realize it. He's applied for a waiver. There's a hardship waiver, for, you know, financial hardship waiver that he absolutely qualifies for. His family needs the money. Um, that has not been processed yet. Um and so he can't fully, but to get even close to fully capitalizing, he needed they needed to find workarounds, and they have spent three months. His agent, Kentucky, you know, the coaching staff, the uh, they have a, a new NIL position on staff, who a guy who's solely focused on that, and then a bunch of compliance people and a bunch of lawyers, uh, an immigration lawyer that Oscar had to hi- hire, essentially to find loopholes and workarounds, things that do not technically qualify as work that allow him to do that. And this is not an NCAA. This is for once. It's not a thing we can like crap on the NCAA about. Right. This is the U S government. Yes. He's dealing with. They, yeah. they will deport you, you know, if you violate your, yeah. your visa. Um, and so, you know, they had to really dot their I's and cross their T's to make sure that Oscar's not going to be thrown out of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so they get a lot of credit for that. You know, his agent gave Kentucky a lot of credit for helping work them through it and, and, you know, checking and double checking, like, are we doing this, Right. Are we doing this so that he will not be in jeopardy? And they feel comfortable that they've reached, uh, you know, a series of agreements or, or possible agreements for him um, that work, and, and, you know, follow the, the letter of the law. And so now, yeah, he can, there's a bunch of stuff he can do. And the best part of that equation is now it allows him to do the one thing he wanted to do in the first place with that money, which is bring his mom here from the Congo. And she'll get to watch the NCAA tournament, right? I mean, that, yeah. that, and Kentucky may be a one seed, and yeah. that, that's, that's incredible. So Oscar announces his presence. Now, Oscar was a good player at West Virginia, yep. but he comes over to Kentucky. And what he was, was he expected to be the best player on the team, or do they think, okay, Ty Ty Washington's coming in, he'll yeah. be the best player? Because Oscar, in that game against Duke, which they lost. You know, Paulo Bancaro kind of announced his his presence on the college basketball scene. But Oscar had 20 rebounds. And you're like, Against a really good okay, front court. Yeah. This is different now. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, you know, and then he's just kept doing it, you know, no matter against bad competition, against good competition, against everybody. He I think he had 28 rebounds against Western Kentucky. He, 28. He has twice broken Shaquille O'Neal's record for the most rebounds in a game at Rupp Arena. 
Um, you know, he his his rebounding numbers, we could we could spend the whole podcast just like going through the crazy stat things, like historical stat things. He's he's essentially the simplest way to say it is probably the best rebounder in college basketball in 30 or 40 years. Um, by by every metric, you know, he he leads every metric, offensive, defensive rebounding. If you want to do rebounding percentages, if you want to do total rebounds, here's a crazy one. He needs eight more rebounds to set the single season modern era record. So since the 1950s, the game was much different then. The single season modern era rebounding record at Kentucky, passing Julius Randle and Anthony Davis, who did it in 40 games. He needs eight rebounds Holy to do it cow. in 28 games. I mean, oh gosh. it's pretty astronomical. So yeah, it, 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 it is kind of shocking. I don't know that they, no, I, I do know. They did not know they had this on their hands when they got Oscar. They thought they got what they needed. They, they had no post presence last year and they thought, well, we're getting a double double guy. You know, we're going to, we're getting a, you know, 12.8 or nine rebound a game guy because that's, that's what he definitely had done already at West Virginia. And you can assume he's going to do that. But, I don't think they ever dreamed that they might have the national player of the year on their hands and a, and a historically great rebounder from a six foot eight guy. I mean, he was six, nine, I guess with tennis shoes on. Well, and, and that's, that's the interesting thing about the NIL stuff because he is potentially in line to do very well as, as you know, the, the best player in college basketball, possibly definitely one of the best five players in college basketball, the face of a program that has a very passionate, very large following, but he is a six foot eight, six foot nine, two hundred fifty five pound guy. That is not an archetype that succeeds much in the NBA right, right. now. Right? Yeah, I think there's a place for him in the NBA because he's Dennis Rodman. Like you, you would even in today's yeah. NBA, you would take Dennis Rodman. Especially, you would take him in the second round, and I think he is a second round pick right now. Um, but if you're, right. but if but you're if a you get another round, year of this. Ex- yeah, exactly. If you if you're our second round pick, knowing what those contracts are, knowing how little is guaranteed, knowing that you could be out of the league in no time, um, nil is a game changer for guys like that, and and really specifically for a guy like Oscar, who's this who if he comes back to school is a mega mega star to Kentucky fans. Like he has a chance if he comes back to school for a second year and does this again to be like an all-time player at Kentucky. I mean, truly, I think he could become an all-time player with two years at Kentucky. Um, for a guy like that, like name, image, and likeness is a total game changer because his agent told me the, the most interesting thing of that whole process, that story, and talking to those guys, he said he, they have a multi-million dollar deal on the table if he comes back to school. And that might just with, mean it's got to it's got to be know. with Windex, right? Has to be Windex. They, 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 I think they are actively seeking that. Like you would hope that he would get a Windex deal, but you know, merchandising in in Kentucky, you know, fans buying you know his cards or his posters or whatever, and and you know, autographs. I I would imagine some memorabilia or merchandising company has told him like, look, we'll give you two million dollars if. He's back, and we can roll the. You have the whole preseason. You got the whole summer to go on a tour around the state of Kentucky, especially too. Like if Kentucky goes to the Final Four, led by Oscar, if they win a national championship led by Oscar, he will spend the entire summer making money, and it will roll all the way into next year. Um, 
And the fact that in college basketball now, it's hard to have established like a a year over year star because if somebody blows up like this, they're gone. They're gone. He's a very rare. He's a rare guy. But I think there'll be more like Oscar because there are going to be these guys, especially. And I think big men in particular, because, you know, the traditional big man is not super valuable to the NBA. But is still a valuable thing in college basketball. Kofi Carr. I mean, like, look across college basketball right now. Like some of the yeah. biggest stars, the contenders for national player of the year, are big guys who may not be NBA big guys. And so, if yeah, they, and, if they're stars at their school and they keep coming back, they 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 worth something. Well, I remember when Kofi Coburn decided decided to come back, thinking, oh, you know, seven footer. But it's it's different now. I mean, if yeah. you're if you're going to star in the NBA, even as a six eleven seven foot guy, you got to have some range. You got to have right. a little handle, and it's just not not the same as as when you and I were growing up. We'll be right back after these words. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I, I did want to ask you, you mentioned big men especially, and I think it's fascinating because Bob Huggins, very good coach at West Virginia. Roy Williams is a very good coach at North Carolina. Bob Huggins had Oscar Schwebway. Roy Williams had Walker Kessler, who is the, the center who is doing great things at Auburn this year. How is it that those guys can be so different in that different environment where did were their skill sets like what made them special just kind of missed by these guys who are good coaches? Yeah, I think that's a super interesting question. Uh Kessler it, it just feels like like Roy didn't know what to do with him. <laughs> I don't know. Um it, it is odd because like I talked to a lot of people when Walker Kessler was on the on the market to to leave um North Carolina five-star guy who's now, you know, leading the country in block shots. He seems like a guy who would have been valuable to any, any roster in America. Um, you know, they had other big guys. I mean, that was one thing about Roy. And, and I think it's, you know, maybe a thing about some of the older coaches in, in college basketball. They still want to try to uh, play this, this older plotting way of basketball. <laughs> uh, and there's maybe a glut of, of big guys there. I mean, that's West Virginia. You end up with Oscar, um, and another big guy who was, you know, an all Big Twelve level guy as well. And they, they, they basically Derek Culver. They basically, um, they were better with one of them on the floor, not both. And so, what happened was Huggins kind of had to pick one. Uh, yeah. And and there's a whole the thing with Oscar. It's a lot more complicated to explain. And I've written about it. Like that whole situation with West Virginia is strange. Like he 
he talks about Oscar, you know, I always wanted to be at Kentucky. It was my dream school. I don't know why I ended up at West Virginia. It's this kind of murky deal. And then Huggins has been real bitter. College since basketball he, recruiting yeah, murky? Right, what? Right. Huggins has well, been really actually, bitter since he like, left, you know. And, and so, so, yeah, go ahead. The, the, that story you're talking about, the, the story you wrote in December about Oscar is, is required reading before you guys start watching the NCAA tournament. So uh, theathletic.com slash Andy Staples will get you a dollar a month for your first six months at the athletic. So you can go back and read Kyle's magnum opus on Oscar, which I'm telling you, you got to read that before the NCAA tournament. Cause he will be one of the stars of the tournament. So, uh, but yeah, it is, it is, it's super weird how all this stuff happens. And I, it's, it's funny cause covering primarily football, I do wonder if basketball will be informative because the, the transfer stuff hit basketball earlier where, it became more common for good players to transfer earlier. And, 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 you know, in football and basketball years ago, it was, well, you transferred if you weren't playing. Right. And you occasionally had a Russell Wilson, but it wasn't that often. Now, in basketball, you could have a, a guy be a, a, maybe not a megastar, but a, but a really good player on right. his team and go, no, I'm going somewhere else this year. Yeah, I mean, Oscar Sheba was an all-conference player. You know, Kentucky, Severe Wheeler led the SEC in assists at Georgia and came to Kentucky. And and Kellen Grady was a 2,000-point scorer at Davidson and came to Kentucky. And uh, C.J. Frederick, who's injured and hasn't played for them this year, as good as Kentucky's been, they haven't even had him. He led the Big 12 in three-point shooting at Iowa, you know, on a on a really good team. Um, you know, and then, and then you have, you know, even bigger stars than that. I mean, Kofi Coburn was – on the market, he decided to, you know, eventually to come to back, stay. but he he was in the transfer portal, like a, na- a national player of the year caliber player um, on the market. And it wasn't like he wasn't being used or played at Illinois. Like he was the, he was their guy. Um, but it, yeah, basketball is really interesting because you just have guys shuffling around. I mean, everything trickles down, right? Um, the NBA guys are moving around. They want to go to the situation that they feel like gives them the best you know, chance to team up with other stars and win big or the best, you know, in Kentucky's case, it's going to be name, image, and likeness. And and not just specifically NIL, but all the things around a program like Kentucky or Duke or Kansas or wherever, Yeah, where you're put in a position where like your brand is helped by their brand and vice versa. And, and just the fact by the, by the very nature that you're going to be in the national TV, you know, seven or nine o'clock tip game, Every week, if you're at Kansas or Kentucky or, or North Carolina. Or yeah, Duke. I mean, Kansas, you're playing 9 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN every Monday. Like, right. They're, they're, you're going to be on big money. You're, you're exactly right. And and there will be exposure. And it will, NIL is going to change that. But I wanted to ask you about John Calipari because you've covered him for a long time. And I think the average you know casual who shows up for the NCAA tournament assumes that it's still John Calipari signing a bunch of one-and-dones. Right. Those days are over. Not like, over, not over, but but it's different. Like and and it's not a whole team of them. It's Ty Ty Washington. Right. And and it'll be that's what's going to be really fascinating after this season because he absolutely had to do what he did this year to stabilize the program because they they fell off a cliff last year. They went 9 and 16. It was the worst season in almost a century at Kentucky. People were pissed. They were they were like, we're done with one and done. And they'd already begun to have some one and done fatigue. They hadn't been in the Final Four since 2015. Nobody's 
won a national title primarily with freshmen since Duke won it in 2015 when Kentucky was supposed to win it. Um, and so the game has changed a little bit. The last few champs have been most of the, most of the recent final four teams have been veteran teams. He lost big again last year with freshmen. And so he went out and got old and, and he didn't just get sort of old or like a little bit older. He went and got like the oldest team in college basketball. Kellen Grady is 25 years old. They, they have like 25 <laughs> and 24 Shaden Sharp is here, the, a guy I mentioned earlier, the freshman who enrolled and is sitting out. There, Kellen Grady's seven years older than him. <laughs> I mean, it's you know they've got two guys who are super seniors who've started over a hundred games in college and played four or five thousand minutes wow. in college. They've got Oscar's a junior, and the starting point guard is a junior. Uh, you know, they have two juniors who came back who were on the roster last year. They're all junior, senior, super senior, and as you said, one one freshman that they count on. They have three freshmen, but only one who really plays, and that's Ty Ty. The Kansas game, you know, I hadn't even looked at this because they did play. I guess they did have to play the other freshman the other day. But in the Kansas game, it was the first time in 13 years under Calipari that only one freshman has played in a game. Wow. In 13 years. And you'd, and you'd think the way that game went that they'd empty, they would have right. emptied the bench. Right. So. It, it, it is. I mean, this is a really old Calipari team. But I do wonder, like, was this a, at least to this extent, a one-time, like, ban- stop the bleeding approach to roster right. building? Because then now he's gone out, you know, and signed four, you know, five-star recruits. For next and Shane Sharp is supposed to play for Kentucky next yeah. year, though he could enter the NBA draft. And yet another year. mystery for Kentucky and sort of drama-filled, yeah. like, will he, won't he, NIL-influenced situation. Yeah, we don't know. But if he does play, then they have Shaden Sharp. They have Kaysen Wallace, who's a top-five recruit. They have uh, uh, Chris Livingston, who's a top-ten recruit, and, and another five-star recruit all coming in, Sky Clark. They have, they have four of them, and they could add more. And so that, to me, feels like – and Cal made big changes to his staff. He went and got Orlando Antigua back, who was here for the glory days, big recruiter. You know, that part of it feels like if Cal can get three of the top 10 players in the country, like the very, very top, which he had not necessarily yeah, been doing do, lately. He'll do it. That was going to do Duke, that. Duke had started doing that. And, right. and it was harder for Kentucky to do it because right. really only one school at a time can do that. Right. Yeah, to a certain extent. But yeah, so like I, it feels like where we are now, and this is a really great position, honestly, for Kentucky and Calipari and for the other Blue Bloods. Where we are now is like, I'm going to go get all the, you know, the three or four best high school players I can get. And like, if I can't get a top 10 guy or somewhere close, I'm not taking a high school kid. And if I, for all the, for all the spots I miss, I'm going to go fill them in with guys that I know can play. And there's no more attractive place to play if you're like, if you're Kellen Grady at, at Davidson and you want to you, like, you know, you're not quite NBA level, but you feel like you can play in the NBA and you want to go somewhere and prove it like Kentucky's going to be that place, right. Or Duke or one of those schools. Uh, so Cal, I think now is in a position. I don't know that he's wholesale shifted his like roster building mentality. I think he still wants to have Anthony Davis, you know, and, and John wall right. and those guys, but if he can surround them with, Dudes that, you know, like it's the safety net of here's a guy who's played 100 college games and he's only going to be so bad and he's always going to be at least this good. Um, I think the wild swings and the and the sort of unpredictability, it takes that out of it a little bit. 
Speaking of wild swings, we, we do need to talk about the biggest story in college basketball, and that's Juwan Howard. He's <laughs> it's a great segue, wild swings. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that seamless transition. Yeah. But I, I just I, – I, I know you're not supposed to swing on other coaches. Don't do that, kids. Don't get in fights in the handshake line. That's it. Pearl's clutched. We're done here. Right. Uh, because I am the person also who spends entire podcasts or entire mailbags determining – which football coaches would win in a Royal Rumble? <laughs> right. By the way, the, an- the, the answer is Mario Cristobal. Uh, but so I like, I, Mark, know, I like Mark Stoops to like be in the like last handful of guys standing. Oh, he, he's yeah. A, he's, he's a na- pit bull uh, from Youngstown. Yeah, like yeah, his Stoops brother would brothers. Tag, tag team. They would get in there. Him and Mike would get in there. Uh, they'd break out some chains go, and, the, oh, yeah. and the brass knuckles. Ed Orgeron being out of the game, I think, helps everybody right. other than Mario, because I think Mario could handle him. But yeah, so the, you've got you got Mark Stoops. Now, if, if Mike was a head coach again, them tag teaming you would be guaranteed. You'd have no problem. Or Bob, either but, one. But Mike slides Mike, in from the Mike wing and position. He slides in with the chair yeah. when the when the referees right. turn around and, and smashes them over yes. the head. Yes, yeah, so we, we got those guys. Seth Luttrell at North Texas could just destroy people. But let's let's do college basketball. This got me thinking because, you know, listen, I, I actually buy Greg Gard's reasoning for calling that timeout at the end of that game because he, sure. he had his backups in. He's trying to get them where they're, they're not going to get a 10-second violation. They can, they can get the ball in. They don't, they're not going to get called. Yeah, for but like ultimately this was like a pissing match by both of them. Absolutely. Well, and, and, yeah. and the thing about it is in baseball, like th- this is the same major league baseball fan, like unwritten rules, major league baseball person who's like, you, you got to drill a dude with a 96 mile an hour fastball. If he bunts right while they're up five <laughs> right. in the seventh inning, you like, got, you got to potentially kill someone cause yeah. a brain injury. Yeah. That, that same person is the one who wants Juwan Howard, right. like banned from basketball. So, well, there are like, other things to explore there about why, but, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> but it, it, it's, it's not, it, it is really the same thing. Greg guard kind yeah. of broken unwritten rule. Juwan Howard got mad, uh, yep. Juwan Howard didn't actually try to swing on Greg Gard. Um, but head coaches in college basketball, if let's say there's a, a controversy and the game must be decided by single combat among the head coaches, I'm thinking Oregon State is your national champ. Like Wayne Tinkle is huge. I mean, I, Mark Pope. At BYU is a giant. Yeah, you know you've got some you yep. got some dudes out there. Uh, That's the thing in bat. Like you have former big men. Yeah, and, and Juwan Howard is a giant guy. Juwan like Howard, Juwan Howard like, is a longtime like, NBA veteran. Penny Hardaway, like he, he yeah, he talks like a dude who wants to get in a in a fist fight all the time. So, I, I you know I'd be interested to see that. Um, yeah, that's that's a good one. Uh, you know. Danny Manning back in the, you know, well, he's, he's interim right now. He's in he's the head coaching coach now. Seat. Yeah. So he's the interim Dan- coach at Mar- Mar- Maryland. Manning. So. I'd like to see just a, just a former college big man slash current head coach Royal rumble. That would be, oh, it would be tremendous. Like at the handshake line. And you know, I, I, I Bob done, Huggins, like he's getting up there in age, but Bob Huggins would try oh, very hard. He to knows kill some things. He know, he knows some pressure points. 
He probably knows that five finger death punch. He has, however, weapon. that works. He has. He definitely has some some small. Those caliber pants weapons. are very baggy. They can yeah. hide a lot of nunchucks or yeah. or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Uh, what there. do they call them? Foreign objects in yeah. in pro <laughs> yeah. wrestling. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean he he wears the because uh, he was the first to the athleisure on the sideline. Yeah, like he would wear the loafers, like but he'd have. Yeah. I mean, he, he's yeah. like, he's basically in the. He, he's basically like when he shows up, you you like hand over a brown paper bag full of like the the cash that you owe the guy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Chris. I feel like Chris Beard's got a shot too. He seems like yeah. to 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 go to the baseball term like he has the red ass. Well, I mean, yeah, we're going like like Butch. I mean, Buzz Williams. Like he seems like he would just try really hard to decleat you and power bomb you in his uh in his little vest. Somebody somebody tweeted about Buzz Williams that he like he looks like uh like a doctor on like a like a western. <laughs> he's always dressed like, a, <laughs> like the, that's right. Like he, the town doctor on a on a western. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna take a branding iron and perform <laughs> surgery <laughs> exactly. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Wayne Tinkle would be, he would look like King Kong against the airplanes. Yes. Against most coaches. I, now, some of the guys we mentioned, Juwan Howard, Danny Manning, they, they might have a shot. But Wayne Tinkle would just be flattening people with a huge reach a, advantage. I think that's a good pick. A good pick. I, we, I can't believe we've gotten this far into a conversation about coaches fighting and not thought about Frank Martin. And again, maybe, oh. maybe it's because he's getting up in age, but like Frank, Frank, Frank knows some actually, guys too. He's actually threatened to kill people before. I think Frank's story is that he was an actual bouncer, right? Like he, I believe. Yeah. That is, it, right? it, if, if you happen to survive your one-on-one with Frank, which you might not, he knows a guy. Yeah. His people are going to get you on like three blocks down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it, this, I've heard, this I've could get a, interesting. I've heard a great story about Frank Martin and a coach who's no longer at the, he's no longer employed, uh, but was a rival of his who, you know, was talking trash about him and recruiting circles. And Frank like called him up and said, I'm going to drive to you and I'm going to beat your ass. (laughs) And I have, (laughs) I have have no, no trouble at all believing that. Well, that's what, okay. How often in these handshake lines is that what is said? Oh, that like when 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 it looks like, like they're yeah. they're saying good game, buddy. Like yeah. when they kind of lean in. Yeah, I'll tell your I'll, I'll tear your eyeballs out. Yeah, I mean, I would think pretty often. Like that's the other thing about this. Like, I, sure, I'll buy Greg Gard's like reasoning, but also it was like it was a two sided again a two sided two sided pissing match. And like the Wisconsin statement today about de escalating. Like nobody from Wisconsin was trying to like de escalate. They, no. they got a guy doing the DX suck it chop on the sideline to Michigan's players and coaches. Like that's a, that's not a de-escalation. And, and, and by the way, there were, there was also an, a North Dakota state oral Roberts handshake line fracas too. So <laughs> which, which is yeah, it's epidemic. It is an epidemic. I do think it's, I, I do think it's interesting to hear everybody like weighing in, like on the, on, the, on like 
the morality of the handshake line or whether we should have it or what it teaches us about men <laughs> to go through the handshake line. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I care passionately either way. How many thousands of handshake lines are there? And there, we can remember the incidents. Like it, it's okay. Yeah. It's it, every once in a while after a very intense game, some people are going to, are going to blow off steam and do yeah. something they should. It's, it's okay. If, if it happens every once in a while, it's not that bad. Uh, but yeah, I, I just thought, good Lord. And this is because college basketball does not get into the debate show realm very, very often, often but it, it went, in the regular it, it season. It got there. Yeah, it got there. Stephen A. Yeah. Smith is like, like, you know, I think he spent like three different shows on it, but uh, I don't know. I'd like, I, th- I feel like it was about right. You know, See, that's five, what suspend him for the rest of the regular season. They're probably not even going to go to the NCAA tournament. Like they're not good this year. Um, so you've effect, you've effectively like sidelined them for the year. And yeah, they, well, they're they're like last four out right now, and I think Lenardi had them last one out before the suspension announcement. So yeah, I, I they're just not very good. Like so, there's a decent chance they missed the tournament. Or and, no, I'm sorry, last they, Lenardi had them last one in. Oh, last he one had in. in the, wow, in, okay. he had them in the first four. So, so they got a chance. I mean, you got a bunch of opportunities when you're in the Big Ten. Like you could you could easily you know steal a couple. Of big oh yeah, and get in, but. Yeah, I felt okay, even if they do make the NCAA tournament. Like, I felt okay with suspending them for the rest of the regular yeah, season. You're, I think he, you're sending a message. It's but this is an it's an intense game. No, you shouldn't be swinging at other people. Stuff happens. Swing. It was a paw. I mean, I do it think he's. I do think he saved it. I literally think he saved his job because he reared back with it closed. He managed to oh, open yeah. it. He opened it by the time he got there. Well, Woody Hayes got fired for the punch. close. Yeah, if you, I think if you catch another coach in the face with a closed fist, you're pro- you're you're probably fired. Probably I mean, because also because John Howard, if he actually connected, probably would have knocked the dude out, and that would have been that would have been a bad. Would have been real bad. Also, if he knocked the dude out, like who knows? And I do think this is where everybody's like kind of right to clutch their pearls. Like it went into kind of a melee with the players right. after it really would have if John Howard had actually you know. Close well, and, and I think and decked a guy with the with the coaches, them going at each other is more likely to incite the a bunch of players going after each other. Your like players one are just player gonna going to go. After, they're going to yeah. follow you. They're going to feel like they have to defend you. Uh, and so that yeah, that's I think that's why Calipari said that. You know, he was actually asked about it. He's like, you know, you've got to be we. Somebody's got to be the adult in the room. Uh, you know, because those guys are going to look at him like, what's Cal doing? Oh, Cal just punched. Frank Martin, Cal would not punch Frank Martin. I would not. They, Cal they like each that. other, but also well, he's and, smarter and than by that. the way, we 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 didn't mention John Cheney trying to strangle Cal <laughs> yeah, in a post game interview. Yeah, I'll cover a guy. I've actually written. Uh, I wrote a story twenty or twenty five years later. I can't remember which anniversary it was, and talked to Cal and, and John Cheney, who became friends after. But yeah, I cover a guy who, in his youthful exuberance always was trying to get under people's skin and made John Cheney come screaming into a press conference, screaming, I'll kill you. I'll kill you. Like sometimes I think we forget how crazy sports were in the eighties and nineties. <laughs> you know, when we get, there, like, there was no get, Twitter. Like, when we get like really worked up about stuff, like dudes would like just draw back in the NBA and like duke it out. Like, yeah punch each other in the face. You know, they were some of the fouls that were committed, like the, like the hard intentional fouls in the NBA back in the day or like criminal acts. Now, well, so. uh, the Rudy Tom Donovich, that when Rudy Tom Donovich got punched. Yeah. 
I mean that that there were. I do think at that time debates. probably there was sufficient outrage over that. Like I think that was yeah. a huge deal. But you know there was stuff that happened all the time that it, it is it's mind boggling that the Cheney and Calipari thing happened and that it happened with Can like, cameras rolling. Can you imagine if that happened now? Oh yeah, I mean well it it would be like what we saw in the reaction to the Jawan Howard thing, but like even more i mean like oh, 10, 10 times, times more. as much 10 times more because like like actually screaming like i'm gonna kill you <laughs> right is, is is a kind of unbelievable and and and, and remember the the most important part of what you said about your the story you did years later they became friends pretty quickly like, became friends not long this, after it, and they've been like, this is sort like of lifelong like, friends when when you cover football training camp and, and a lot of college writers don't get to cover camp anymore but the, the nfl guys do when you see a fight in training camp and and a lot of the writers are just like ooh, oh, oh, oh and and want to make something out of it sometimes guys are just tired right of what that dude's been saying for the last few weeks and they're gonna blow they're athletes they're on a field or they're preening and performing for somebody like it's like yeah. i've gotta i can't let this guy punk me you know it's all i mean yeah. it's, it's neanderthalic behavior right but like sports are neander like sports are are in many ways like neanderthal like like some of the right. <laughs> you know like if you're putting two people against each other or two teams of people against each other to physically try to dominate the other one then like when somebody like sticks his chest out and tries to prove his manliness it's not that big of a surprise like in the heat of battle um yeah i do think the coaches have to be held to a little different standard but I, I think what happened was right. Like Howard is unnoticed now. He's yep. missing a huge chunk of the season. And I, I truly now the next thing that happens for him, he probably is fired because he's had more oh. than one yeah, you you know, have handshake be. line issue. And right. so now it's like, okay, this was your second strike. Well, next time any of this happens, forget this, this mess of spending, whatever, clear the floor, get the players off so they don't have a brawl. <laughs> Bring the two coaches back, center court, single combat. Winner gets the W in the game. Just hand to hand. L what? Unless, well, unless somebody's got something in, in their pants. Derringers. <laughs> <laughs> something in their pants. <laughs> we got to make it happen, Kyle. We, we're gonna spite. We're gonna make people watch regular season college basketball. Damn it, we're gonna I'm do it. it. I mean, I'm for it. It is really funny. Like you mentioned that. Like, it's funny to watch everybody wake up to college basketball like the minute this super bowl ends like okay we're yes. out of we're like okay. we're, just, we're 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 out of we're out of football distractions like oh basketball um, but it's almost like somebody pressed a button like hey we we need a hot button topic so everybody can talk about college basketball now super bowls are boom yeah john yeah, exactly. howard swipe it at yeah, it was the wisconsin the, it was assistant the buffalo wild wings button like <laughs> <laughs> just bopped just uh, made Jawan howard bop somebody on the on the head but um yeah I, I i'm for anything i think anything that'll get people paying attention to college basketball year-round if it's hand-to-hand -hand combat i'm in that's listen it's, it's just fight somebody there's a lot of people i'd like to fight hand-to-hand -hand, you know we could have sports world. media hand-to-hand -hand combat that'd be great like there are people you, you just welcome. call out seth emerson and like you guys <laughs> go at it in the in the yeah. an octagon comes down over <laughs> mid-court you guys go at it at halftime mm -hmm. like red panda one night kyle yeah. versus seth another night yeah i would do that
I would, uh, I would, I would duke it out with various media personalities. I think I, I need a, I need, I need to write something into my contract about that. But yeah, I'd do it. Yeah. Oh, you definitely need more money for that. For sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, hey, this is what we do on this show. We create revenue streams. That's right, Kyle Tucker. It has been a pleasure. Oscar Schwebe, congratulations on all your new revenue streams. Kyle, we'll talk to you later. All right, thanks, man.